We're back, the Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking blockchains, e-games, cannabis, and so much more. Without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. With three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton a sarcasm. Cue the music. Oh, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. This will happen when we record midday. <laughs> Have more energy. More energy. Got the fingers all Vaseline up. Wait. <laughs> I was thinking about oh, wait, wax. Okay, yeah, let's pull, pull, pull out, pull out. Abort, abort mission. All right. Digging itself in a deep roll. Whoa. What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? Welcome to the Whiskey Hue, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just jump right in. Um, but before we kick off, I want to talk about today's whiskey of the day that we've already started sipping on. And uh, as you can tell, some of the fellows have uh, been uh, taking nice sips during the afternoon <laughs> drinking. We're going to try something a little new. We're going to try the Bushmills Black Bush Irish Whiskey. Oh, yeah. Irish, baby. All right. My friend John D is going to be all up on this. All right. Good. There you go. Yeah. So we're going to give it a shot. It's uh, one of those ones that came around relatively in a newer space for me, at least. Saw a lot of advertising about four or five years ago. I mean, they went really heavy, um, more targeting towards millennials. So, you know what? Let's give it a shot and see how it goes. Nice. So, so thinking through that, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a couple of things today. But before I kick off, I want to talk about something we've touched on on previous episodes was um, the recent IPOs that were listed. Um, it was um, a big week. Uh, one uh, IPO that I know a lot of people may have learned about, or at, at least uh, I learned about it for the first time a couple of weeks ago, was Palantir. Uh, uh, so Palantir, it was a technology company uh, with uh, Peter Thiel, um, <laughs> really eclectic uh, investor, views that are very just far 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 reaching um all about donald trump early on one of his major backers but he was an early investor in not a lot of tech companies if i'm not mistaken was it facebook he was an yeah. early investor he, in he's one, he wrote the one of the first checks so he's killing yeah, it so, he's, <laughs> yeah. so he has he has checks on top of checks but he also has one of the uh one of the most popular books that you know we recommend is zero uh, zero to one which talks about Yep. Taking creating a, a game changing company, so that's one that you check out. And oh, Palantir was, yeah. that was going to be my shit. You should know. Uh -oh. I was going to say you could. It's like R. Kelly. You could separate the content from the man. All right. <laughs> 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 but you took it. But all right, it's cool. Zero to one. Oh, he's got it right there. Damn, these guys. Are I, I, I read it. Like it, it literally yeah. is about creating a unicorn, but also being a monopoly. Right, arguably, yeah. he's just like if you don't if you don't monopolize the sector that you're in, there's no point in you being here. We yeah, talk about goats, it's moats, M O A T, moat. You create a moat around your company, boom, you're running for a while. Yep, yep, and that's the thing is don't create a company that you can go, you know, five x better, two x better than your competition. It has to be something where you can get ten or twenty x or thirty x, where you're going to have outsized gains. So that's one of the things that the book talks about. But you know, back to the IPO, they just relaunched um, Palantir. It's been around for like 17, 18 years yeah. in stock. It's one of those uh, companies that, you know, it's kind of secret, secretive and listening and everything else. So that's one that hit uh, hit the market most recently. But the thing that was cool about that was a, it was a direct listing, meaning that 
Um, there was no additional banks. We had a whole episode on Whiskey Hill a couple, couple, probably about five, six episodes ago where we talked about the different ways to invest. And that was one of the ways that uh, Palantir hit the market. And then another one uh, before I jump off is uh, Asana. Asana yeah. software, uh, very popular, similar to Slack, pretty much uh, changing the game on the way that people c- communicate. Um, our episode last week was all around uh, the, the evolving space of working from home, and Asana is definitely one of those companies. So they just yeah. went public. I mean, they they had um, a pretty decent uh, IPO. They um, launched at 21, and as of right now, they're roughly around 20% up. At 25, so not necessarily game changing, but definitely going in the right direction. Let's give a little nugget on Palantirs. Did you guys get in? No, go ahead. I did. Oh, so I did. I just did it for the hell of it, just to see because I I always suggest going against uh, in the initial, the first week. I remember we had a text scene about this a couple weeks back. I'm like, eh, it's going to get a you know you you buy at a premium. This was different because yeah, Snowflake, and I said this is different, but this is. Every IPO is like this, but this is a direct listing. So all that means is there are no new shares issued. So all the cats who are involved already from all the Series A through probably FG with these cats, they've been around for 18 years. Those cats, if they wanted to sell off, that's when they made their cat. Their, that's, that was their liquidity event. And so I got in, I think I, but I, I probably more than a 20% premium. I got in around nine something. It Ooh. went up to 11. Ooh. It went up to 11 something. And now it's down below. So I got rid of it. I just wanted to do it for one day things just to get on, get in, get out. Cause I knew that direct listing wouldn't pop like a traditional IPO. It was back, it's back at nine, nine, 12. So it's, it's up yeah. 25% from the listing. Yeah. So, you know, you probably should have held on a little bit longer. No, I got out at, I got out at 10 something. Oh, you got it. Oh, okay. So you, yeah. And no, but I still have some. I still have a little bit, but I didn't buy about like less than 50 shares. That's all you get a hold of. Cause in those IPOs, unless you're an institutional cat, you're getting less than 100 shares. Got it. Got they it. gobble it up cheap. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from there. <laughs> yeah. No, so it, was, it was a pretty exciting week on the IPO stage. A bunch of them launched. So just wanted to point that one out. And then in addition to that, um, what else is going on, fellas? What, what happened in the market that you guys want to talk about? Well, like when we got the news this morning, uh, I, I got it late. Like I, I was up and I read it. I'm like, oh, my wife's going to be excited about this because, <laughs> you know, she's all at the hospital system. She wants people to wear masks and he's been a prone against us. And so that's why she's like, you know what? I don't want him anything bad to happen to him, but he's been a lot of people have gotten sick because of his leadership. Right. And not a political statement, just mask, mask up. But I saw I thought the market was going to dip significantly more just as a quick dip and then come back up because this has nothing to do with anything tech related or anything. It's just, yeah. a, you know, it's quick news perception based. Uh, it didn't dip anywhere near what I wanted it to. I, I think I picked up a little apple, but it wasn't worth it because I got I'm in much lower value point than that. And then uh, speaking of that, um, talking about the market dipping yesterday, SoftBank went on the run and bought $200 million in uh, some of the FANG stocks. They pretty much bought all the FANG stocks except for Apple. Um, adding to their, because I think they're roughly around three, four weeks ago, they bought $400 billion worth of uh, options. Yep. For, uh, and pretty much changed the market. And Tesla and all that bullshit, right? Yeah. Can I, may I ask you, okay, I'm going to give you another nugget. (laughs) So this is bad, right? So this is cool. He's trying to return, he's trying to bring assets under him. But why would, so if you have, even if it's 100K or 10 mil, Whatever you have, you're parking money with him essentially to run as a hedge fund, but he's a venture fund. Venture, you're trying to get 20, 30, 40, 50 X. He's getting you market returns. So 
uh, he's made so many bad bets. He's made some killer bets, but he made so many bad bets. He's just trying to do some quick trade in, trade outs. But you don't pay him these absorbent fees. He's costing more than a hedge fund to get you hedge fund returns right now. It's technically what it is. So I don't like this model. I get why he's doing it. It's a quick way to make some money. But it's it's stupid if you're the investors in that model. Now, is it a fund that's 2 and 20? Meaning that uh, you give up 2% of what you put into the to the fund and then you split the profits, you get 80% and, you, and then they get 20%. Is that typically? Yep. So that's the that's the general. Yeah, that's the general rule. And I'm sure he got around that because he killed it initially with Alibaba, right? So he that's what, that was his bread and butter. And so I'm sure he got that. He probably, he may have gotten even favorable, more favorable than wow. that. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, so like you're getting 20 minute percent off the market. So if, you, if the market makes 10, you're giving him 20% of that, you're getting 8% return. Eh, you know, you can do that on your own. If you got 10 mil, keep 10 mil. Instead of giving him, you know, instead of giving him getting eight back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. Different, different thesis. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then one other thing I want to touch on as far as the market before we hop into, uh, this man coming with the market news today. Look at this uh, guy. Main topic. Um, Yo, what are we talking about today? Oh, no, I know. Sorry. <laughs> a vehicle, uh, electric cars. So there's a lot going on with electric cars this week. Uh, one, the Nikola founder, uh, resigned. He was caught up. He was hemmed up. Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? Explain to the people, man. Yeah, like you normally say, they can go to the Googles. Put <laughs> 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 in the Nicola founder, uh, not founder CEO, who resigned, and he has a little sketchy past. It sounds like. Um, and what recently happened was it was GM was an investor where they were going to trade off their resources around manufacturing for Nikola's technology and kind of merge together to create some kind of synergy so that, you know, they can help build their vehicles. Wow. Yeah, there we go. Old school buzzwords. But basically they were going to use the technology to help create uh, vehicles and GM would, you know, essentially be 11% owner into the uh, Nikola, um, which is the main competitor of Tesla at this point today. Um, But, you know, they're a SPAC. (laughs) There's a lot of news going on about SPACs, and uh, I have a topic about that next. But, you know, to close off the conversation around e-vehicles, um, uh, Tesla had one of their best uh, quarters yet in car deliveries. I think they did like 135,000 deliveries on uh, uh, vehicles this, this quarter, and it, you know, it pretty much game changed. So let's see how that stock run up on the electric vehicle. And then the last piece I'll touch on is, uh, let me see if I'm saying this correctly. You know, you know, I got my, 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 my language is, is all messed up. But yeah. uh, it's one now, of my cousin's names. What are you trying to say, man? What are you doing? <laughs> now, is, it, is it now an NIO um, electric vehicle out of China? They're in the market. They've had a, a great run up uh, of late. So it's a um, car manufacturing company that's uh, electronic based. It's NIO Inc. Uh, I definitely suggest people check it out. It's uh their 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 um their sales are up 154 percent. Their stock has grown tremendously from over the last uh let's say they went from five dollars to twenty one dollars over the last five months uh, since March and they're in the EV space. So that's one of the ones that I found about out about recently. And the whole EV space is one that um it may be it may be a little game changer because they're based on Shanghai. And they uh, compete with, with Tesla. So we'll see how that one goes. Here's the thing. So two two nuggets. I know I keep doing a C, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, so go ahead. Back on Nicola, GM, GM was going to 
finalize that deal yesterday. They did not yep. sign the books, I guess. So that's, you know, so they're waiting on that. It's on, on, interesting that they're going to go forward with the deal probably still. Okay, back to your thing here. Hold so on, before I agree, you call that, GM yeah. is actually going to take a larger stake is what I read recently. Oh, uh, is that right? For the for the same amount of what they're putting in, they're like, you know what? I'll take 50. Ass. Yeah, they're take more. <laughs> they're more pretty much they have the le- leverage. They got tremendous leverage. So this could be great for GM. So I have some GM stock. It hasn't moved much in a while. I've had it because I figured, hey, they're getting into the space. I already had some forward. I'll bump in. I'm not jumping the other guys. So, um, okay. And then back to the other, the last thing. So here's the thing. Okay. And you're going to, don't shoot me. Let me finish the sentence. This is where I agree with Trump. You got to fight with China. You got to not fight with them. You got to recalibrate that system. This is where I agree with Biden. So you don't shoot at me, put the guns down is that (laughs) you have to be progressive because China, South Korea, the tech that's coming out of there, they're going to eat our lunch. Yeah. And if we keep holding on to, hey, man, we got to pull coal out for Anthony's stove, right? <laughs> he was talking about earlier <laughs> that, that Clyde mentioned. I'm like, you can't, you can't. That's backward ass technology. And these China, and they're coming for us, man. And um, and that's business. That's business, right? So we have to just stay on top of it. You're not going to do it by fighting over every four years. BSO, let's create a couple of few jobs here that used to hang on that were great in the last century. Let's move forward. Well, it becomes, it be, the, to that point, uh, like there's the idea of how to become more modern focused with your trade policies, right? And I think that's, I think that's where this all boils down to, to what you were saying. It's like a lot of this is, is not archaic, but it's, it sounds archaic when our battles, right? But then, then there's other side that some of our, a lot of our tech companies, you know, had this issue under Obama and they didn't want him to really move forward because the, the opportunity costs is better to have, be in China and just take the loss on IP, then then shut it all down and take it. Well, that, that's the that was the thought process, and now we're we're attacking. But the key here is where you I think you know you do have to go do something with our trade policies with China. What that looks like and have a real plan of action, especially with a country that's willing to fight and 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 counteract hence why they have to you know provide even more subsidies to farmers and our agricultural side all these things have to be understood and play out uh with a real strategy and plan i think that's where this is all coming up or long long game long game it is a it's a long game but it's a it's a long game to the point where we need to have people who really understand especially from a tech side of it who really understand what how fast technology is moving Mm -hmm. and, and and changes that we can't look at things with the lens of 1950, 1960. We have to look at it a lens of 2020 and that we can't work. We can't sit here and wait for updates to our laws or, or whatever yeah. every 10, 15 years. No, it has to be like something that's adaptable, quick, and how that really plays in for the American government or American people. Yep. 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 And yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna. I, was, I know I'm gonna take us down a tangent, and Clyde's got. It. He wants to talk. Baby got spack. Uh, sir, yeah, make my baby. There you go. <laughs> I know you want to change it up. Let's go. Yeah, good job. We're good about, job. To to, <laughs> about to get to a trade policy discussion. I'm very. I'm definitely. I was not, trying to. Definitely yeah, not like, I, was that out. I was gonna put that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I listen. We need people in from that side of it in the government who understands that this is a long way. That's what you're gonna do. Is he going to finish it off? Your trade policy conversation? I'm with the policy conversation. <laughs> no, I would love to do I would love to say that, but I know Clyde's going to give us the hook. It's like the Apollo, baby. Yeah, baby got back. Let's go to Baby got back. So uh, I was inspired this week. Uh, Martha Stewart, she was on CNBC, and she just released a SPAC. <laughs> you know, she's the, she, she hangs out with Snoop. 
Boom. D-O-double-G. So, you know, you know, she baking brownies. He's, you know, doing his thing with his brownies. So, uh, but no, I, I, I was, I thought Martha um, just, just released a SPAC. She did a, um, a SPAC with App Harvest. App Harvest is basically indoor farming where they have different indoor farms across the country and uh, locations. And, you know, they're going to sell vegetables and everything else that comes from farms. But they launched a SPAC to do that. And she launched it with the uh, App, Harvest, App Harvest Fund people. And yeah. she uh, she's raising some funds. And I, I thought that was just pretty interesting because we talked about SPACs uh, probably about what, a couple episodes ago. I don't know the exact number, but check it out on whiskeyhue.com and or on any platform, but basically we nice. broke down, nice. broke down, we broke down SPACs, <laughs> and um, and uh, it was very interesting because they they're essentially are blank check companies, blank check companies that are designed to find uh, to raise funds to find companies to buy within a two year window. Uh, it's it's just crazy to hear, um, but you know that was just one of the things that I wanted to point out because this year has been the year of SPACs. Thinking back, you know, SPACs has been around for a while. Just going back to 2018, uh, there was a total of 46 SPACs that raised around $10 billion. As of today, um, October, well, you know, early October uh, in 2020, there has already been 128 SPACs mm-hmm. raised 50, almost $50 billion uh, with the average IPO size around $380 million. So um, SPACs are definitely coming fast. And as a matter of fact, there were eight launched on today. <laughs> yep. You want some good news or bad news around that? I'll give you both. You want them? <laughs> good news is, as we talked about last time, right? So it's a great, efficient way to take a company public. Boom. Yeah. It's already public before you sign the dotted line. Then you sign on. You're like, oh, cool. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. The bad news is, as I was talking to Carl, who I mentioned to you guys just yesterday, we were talking about this. So you're getting a lot of companies that are rushing capital sheep, SPACs, hitting the market. Boom. In about a year and a half, two years, we're going to start seeing that these valuations don't make any damn sense. And we're putting in because they didn't have to go through the property due diligence. Instead of impressing a team of 50 different funds, they impressed a team of one, (laughs) right? Who The gentleman or the female who signed, who took the SPAC public with the blank check. So if you impress that person and they feel, hey, we can make a quick in and out on this, well, then you're going to get some lower quality companies in the market that we'll all be trading on. Imagine if a WeWork or 50 of those at a time hit the market, what's going to happen 18 months from now? Mm-hmm. When they all, they're like, oh, snap, this is a shitty ass company. <laughs> <laughs> so just there's the pros and cons of it. Just be aware. Beware. Yeah. Isn't that Airbnb went? What, what did Airbnb? No, they're going, they're filing. They're going traditional though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had the opportunity to go this way and they should. Yeah, they're going to kill it, though. They're going to kill it. Well, that's another topic, man. We talked about this a little bit. They're going to yeah, kill it. Talk about it. I'm going to get in that one. And, and I was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, well, I don't know. What, what, hold on. What were we talking? We talked celebrity. It was Chinese policy, Anthony. I was like, you know, honestly, honestly, that stuff. Facts, man. It, Facts. It, it's, so, it's so it's so intriguing. Um, trade policy and what trade policy really means from a tech side of it. So I'm just, I mean, I, I, I love it to a point because, you know, it gets a lot, it gets very complicated once you really get into the weeds. Yeah, man. But, um, oh my God, Becky, look at her spec. <laughs> <laughs> bum, so bum, 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 bum. 
<laughs> okay. I was trying to tease back to my nine year old but by using that word in, in that song because they love that song because it's about butts and every kid <laughs> under the age of 10 loves anything about butts. <laughs> Wait till you get older, kid. I was playing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but it didn't make sense to him. He's like, man, can I just stick with the original song? I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> Not giving you money to trade your own money. Yeah, account. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah. So that was, yeah, so that was uh, that, that those are some of the things that you know I want to highlight this week on the whiskey hue and just kind of dive into it. Uh, you know, we have a bunch of episodes that we're going to be launching uh, pretty soon where we're going to dive in these topics a little bit further. But just kind of quick view into uh, some of the things that's going on today and. Um, um, you know, that that's driving the market today. So giving you guys a quick preview. Yeah, man. We're still staying in, right? I was going to make a bad joke, but I I, I caught myself. Good. Nice. <laughs> I've learned to do that with my wife around. She's like, hey, man, don't say that shit. <laughs> <In public>. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me look bad, <laughs> stupid ass. <laughs> they think I'm with you. Every time. The reason, <laughs> exactly. It's so the reason the reason we brought up some things last week, we talked about LVMH, right? Mm-hmm. Last week. And, and I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to de- take a deeper dive. And Clyde had a great idea. Let's take a deeper dive into some celebrity-backed companies, celebrity investors, and how they're putting their expertise and their platforms to play to push companies to greater valuations and greater quality offerings for the public to consume. So LVMH, I wanted to kind of say why that was such a big deal. Why I kept trying to nail it home last week is it's 30 years since they had their last fashion house, right? And they have over 15, 16 of these like Dior, Givenchy, Louis Vuitton. So rich historical European distinction of culture and luxury, right? So it was a huge deal to put Rihanna there because she hits every level they want, street and luxury. They've never gone street. Right. And that's why I kept bringing that up. So like and the access to a young and diverse audience that will grow up with her is dope because she's durable, man. She's been around 15, 16 years. You remember that one, that that, that song back in the day. She was on top of that block. Uh, Mr. DJ played something like that. Right. Uh, Yeah. 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 Yeah, And then, you know, you're like, man, that's then then they cover the forehead up and then it's night. It sells records. (laughs) She's beautiful girl. Beautiful girl. She has broad mass appeal. Right. And, and access to that street. So the Fenty, she launched that. Clyde brought up 40 shades, high quality, extensive shade choices for women with deeper skin tones. Right. That's where they label it in the market. Year one, 72 million. That's partial sales year. Year two, 500 mil. Right. So that's amazing. So LVMH in high end fashion is the best platform as a distribution play because they have prime real estate in most of the in the most important cities around the world. Right. And they have prime locations. They get these rental rates much cheaper because they are generally the anchor of high end sales arenas. And can you imagine now moving forward? They could probably renegotiate. You know, what? we'll probably leave unless, you know, let's cut that in half, fella. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going re- to renegotiate. So. I love this and they, they play long. They don't do just what's coming out. They're not H and M. They're not Zara. They're not coming out what's hot for the next quarter, right? There's not a TikTok play. This is a long play where if they launch a house, they're thinking next generations with a couple S's on the back of it. So they're placing this bet. Initial bet was like 30, 50 mil, right? It's less than 50 mil on Rihanna with a, with a Fenty line, I think. And now they've upped it up front. This is they're going to extract tremendous value from this for generations. That's the way they're playing, right? So wealthy folks, they're in right now. Let me get the merch right now. For younger folks, Rihanna is the aspirational 
brand, right? And this is more your lane than mine, yeah. but that's yeah. what I thought. I wanted to drill it home. And that's why I was bringing up, hey, Beyonce would have been the better play or Rihanna, but they both work and they went with Rihanna because I guess maybe slightly younger. Yeah, slightly younger. I think she has a, like you said, a broader appeal. Um, and then she's uh, launched her own businesses. They combine into them from an equity stake. So those are the things that, that stood out. So no, that was a good one. You talk about Snoop, Martha. What else you got with him? He's got. He's like, is he like a hollowed out chimney stack in, inside now? Because man, that dude smoked a lot <laughs> in his life, and he's still still skinny, still skinny as hell, man. He's not. So he's not. He's not in, drinking you know. Coronas on the beach with uh, socks and yeah. socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that commercial because it's like you can tell they did it with a green screen. <laughs> yeah. uh, so apparently, he's the one guy who doesn't puff and eat Cheetos, man. Because he's just um. Because yeah, nothing, nothing about allegedly because he's man. thin as hell. Man, we remember watching that DMX Snoop virtual. Like, man, they both need to hit the gym for different reasons. But what else you got? I'm gonna bring up one dude. He's not, uh, brand, but he's done a lot for that population. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, oh. yeah. This guy is dope. I know on TV he plays like dumb characters, right? And he was in a 70s show and then he came on and he, and he went on Two and a Half Man, which I thought was a funny show back in the day. And he came on as a perfect stint as a marketing tool for his A-grade investments. That's his name of his fund. Because he came on as a venture capital dude who washed up on the show. He's like, oh, I'll buy this house because you know, he's got it like that. And then he you know, he kind of prelayed that image. He's actually a brilliant investor. Spotify, Uber, Shazam, uh, you know, acquired by Apple, Airbnb, his portfolio is worth around 300 mil now, 350 mil, something like that. So that's dope. So, you know, looking for companies that solve problems, man, what we're all trying to do. So I wanted to throw him out there. And yeah. Guy Osiri is this legendary AR music. If you're into music big time, you know about him. He's a film producer for a lot of AG's favorites, you know, like the Twilight Sagas. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to watch one to, to get nice. close to my cousins, just like so I can relate to her. I couldn't do it. I said, you know, I got to dip out, man. <laughs> this is pretty bad. Um, but a billion people don't think so. Uh, so, and but he was Madonna's business partner at, of Maverick until just like this year. I think during COVID, he broke off that deal. So, like, they had a lot of the cool things to play, consumer based and broader play. So, dope. Who else you got? All right, let me let me go to your guy. I'm surprised you didn't bring this one up already, but nah, it's a Queens bit, uh, Queens Bridge, Venture Park. Oh, that's mine to take. But go ahead, man. Yeah, I, you go ahead. gave it up. You gave up the mic. I'm ready. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for you. Uh, Nas is one of those uh, great investors. You talked about Ashton Kutcher, uh, but Nas is up there as well. He has had yeah. some amazing investments and exits. Uh, everything from Ring and Pill Pack, which were acquired by. Amazon, but then also uh, uh, Phil's Coffee, Casper, and a bunch of other things that uh, he he's, he has a lot of great successes. What's he also? Nas also had Dropbox, Dropbox, Lyft, Lyft and, Casper, Virgin Mega, yeah, man, and 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 Robinhood. Yep, yep, yep. So Jay Z's Jay Z's in that one too. Jay Z and Snoop Dogg were all in Robinhood. Yep, early, and then one one other one. Uh, two full, full favorite. Company, huh? which one? Robin Hood's your favorite favorite company. <laughs> no, it's great, man. It's a great platform for you guys. For you guys need it, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, if we need it, no, I'm saying that's the G League, man. G League. <laughs> no, I think it's great for people to learn on. I wish I would have done it a long time ago, 15 years ago. Yeah, no, yeah. Shots. Shots. Shots, man. No, I'm sure it's great. Uh, I, know, I know how I know how a fool likes a big up Michael Jordan buying a. a, a, a oh, I'm getting to it, baby. I got, so I got, don't, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget LeBron. 
Uh, wait, no, I, no, I figured you two were going to bring up. I'm like, man, ad nauseum. I'm like, I thought, you, know, I, you know, the funny part is like, I would think you would take the high road and bring up LeBron's investments. I just, I just I've been, I mean, I've been taking too many high roads with your cats, right? With the, <laughs> 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 it's time to be real now. No, but I, I figured what? there's a, there's a LeBron section. There's a Serena Williams section. Which, uh, I down from me. I'll just, no, no, Cl- Clyde, no, that's Clyde's link. Clyde, take it. Cause you, you brought two, her up two, multiple two, times. Two, so you two, should, two, you own that one. Three. But now let me say one thing. My, it's some brown ass dudes, South Asian that run Nas's fund, yeah. and shout outs to them because I know because they're, they're dope dudes. Queens huh? Bridge Ventures, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Queens Bridge Ventures. Uh, Serena Ventures. She has investments in MasterClass and Possible Foods, and a number of other things where she's just she investment to the Miami Marlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's uh, in that with uh, your your Elisa Derek, was in that Derek Jeter, right? Shout well, out. She, she worked there. She was an yeah. investor. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Elisa, uh, who was one of our guests on one of the earlier episodes. This she, uh, first guest. Yeah, first guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to her. Um, but yeah, so Serena Ventures is another one that's killing the game. Um, Jay Z, of course. I won't. I won't run down his hit list of uh, of hits. But the other one that I want to bring up that some of us may not know, Bono. No, I was going to bring him up. Elevation Partners, uh, baby. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the big ones that he's been in was uh, Facebook. Uh, Facebook, he was a he was an early investor in Facebook. Uh, so that's just changes the game. And just amazing to hear how the rich gets richer. So if you're a U2 fan, I like I like U2 because my, my family brought that into my brother brought that into my life a long time ago. But like Elevation Elevate is a song. Elevation Partners is the name of the fund. Yep. Yep. They were in Forbes. So when I got into this space early, Forbes is great. It's like the USA Today of it's accessible content to get into this business space. Right. It's, it's you know, I mean, uh, once you progress, you go on to economists and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm not knocking it, but I'm saying he was an early guy in there. It was when it was in Yelp, Calm, all of that. So he's killing it. And he does so much in the philanthropy space, which I know AG and I bring up a lot. Um, he does a lot in that space. Right, right, right. And then, uh, so yeah, those are the major ones. I wanted to highlight for some of those celebrity investors who are killing the game. Um, there are many more um, that are out oh, there. We're not, We're not done. We're not done, baby. All right, right. You guys are going to own LeBron. I'm going to take Michael. Michael. My, Michael. <laughs> like I know him. MJ. <laughs> and then I got a brown Mike. section because I figured it's my duty to bring out the brown cats. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. So you let me know what order you want. Yeah, you <laughs> go ahead, LeBron. Do LeBron so I get, you know, so I can no, drink no, a little bit to make it, it through. No. I was playing. <laughs> no, he's dope. I'll say one thing, though. He's got a great media company, but I saw one of his. He put together something for Netflix and it's Braun. Is this Braun Enterprises? I'm assuming that's him. Braun Media. Uh, Spring Hill. That was yeah, Spring Hill. That must be something. Was somebody else in? Because it wasn't that good. Well, I know he's the, gonna the, do the dope. Thing, the thing with Doc Rivers on it. No, is it was um, it was a cartoon. My kids, oh. they they like, man, this is boring. Can we we're tapping out, man? <laughs> I'm like trying to find uh, something new. But and then at the end of it, we still made it through. Um, cause we started playing something, and then uh, yeah. But okay, good. It wasn't him. All right, should I do the Brown section? You want to do? Why don't you do LeBron, man? LeBron to Brown, it just flows. LeBron, yeah, Still, LeBron, he got a string of hits. Like his his investments are interesting because he's not necessarily in the tech space. Uh, he's he specifically decided to carve out the media uh, space in addition to um, taking instead of taking endorsement deals, he take equity stakes in the companies that he's doing uh, partnerships or sponsorships with. So he's killed it with Blaze Pizza. Uh, Blaze Pizza. Yeah. Was a um, uh, early investment. He was with McDonald's for forever. 
And then he decided, you know what, the quality of life from eating McDonald's, you know, I, I want to get away from that and I want to uh, find another food company and then go win with Blaze Pizza. So he started off with a, a, I think it was a $4 million investment. They grew like crazy. And right now I think that investment is worth roughly around 40 plus million dollars. So yeah. 10 in a short window of time. Um, uh, Cannonball, uh, Can- no, Cannondale, which is a bike company, which oh, he was yeah. an early investor in. And then uh, they sold, they, they got out of it. They, they I think they five or 10 extra money in that investment because again, sponsorships. <laughs> um, in addition to that, he has uh, Spring Hill Entertainment, which is his own media company. Um, and then also there's a one, I want to see if AG knows the name of this uh, football club, but uh, uh, he, was, uh, he was, he did a deal with the, um, yeah. Say it again. Liverpool, Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool. But oh, he, he did, but he did. He might already be owner. Oh no. yeah, that was like couple. That was this year. That was this year, right? No, that, that was, was like three, three years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, what did you do? Okay, shoot. So he did. He did a deal with uh, Fenway. Um, the 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 Fenway. Um, what is it called? The Fenway. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact name, but did a deal with the Fen the the. the what is it called? Fenway what? The Fenway oh shits. All right. Yeah, the Fenway oh shits. But he did he did a deal with the uh, another company and they they traded this equity stake for oh, sports group. Yeah, Fenway Sports Group. They did the equity stake instead of taking you know cash. He said you know I'm gonna take a two percent stake in Liverpool and back in 2011. Oh, uh, it, was, it was it was initially worth six point five million. Now uh, it's probably nice. you know, rough estimates are worth roughly since the team is. Valuation has, has dramatically grown to two point one billion dollars. His oh. stake, his stake is worth forty three million dollars on that. Nice, seven X over. They yeah, won the Premier League seven X maybe. Last year, so exactly. So yeah, that's yeah. that's one that's crazy. And you know, I want to give a shout out to the guy who the guys who are behind the scenes for a lot of these investment investors like Maverick Carter, um, who's helping to facilitate these deals. So that's it's great to see these athletes finding the right people behind them, making smart deals. And not necessarily uh, open another barbershop in the hood that's gonna lose their money. So yeah, that, that's that's my list right there. People people need haircuts, man. People need haircuts. I said barbershops are barbershops are. I didn't say, are, the, I didn't say the good ones. I said the ones that are losing money. Yeah, yeah. all barbershops lose money. Lose money. Okay. <laughs> they eventually turn it around. You didn't see the Ice Cube movie, man. Come on. <laughs> There's always a good story there. <laughs> and it was a sequel. <laughs> hey, man. Have you? We should have said this up top. Let me say one thing. So usually investors have a corporate or personal thesis. And this parlays exactly into what you just said. Like LeBron, you can do a lot of fitness, a lot of health, a lot of sports related. So all of us, right? Corporate or personal thesis, their investments fall in line with who they are individually or what the mission statement of their investment company in which they often, which often aligns with their personal moral compass or societal compass, right? We see a lot of funds for social causes now. LeBron doing a lot of sports, health, healthier eating, got away from McDonald's. That's great to make some quick buck, but hey, you know what? Let me go along, blaze a little healthier operation and probably had a better, better leverage by that time as well. Yeah. McDonald's, you, you're going to get what you get, right? Um, with these other companies, he's doing a lot. MJ is doing his thing. Um, I always have to invest in things that, that I can parlay something towards gender equality and sustainability. We're probably going to put social justice in that space as well soon. So that's, so that you can see, like we talked about, Bono's all about 
equality around the world and spreading joy and health and all that. Snoop is all about smoking up, right? So he's going to be down with those kind of investments or putting a party scene into his body, right? Um, <laughs> Ashton Kutcher is all about, you know, the relationships and consumer goods and all that kind of stuff. Magic Johnson, all that. So you can see it all in there. Magic, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Magic. He went, he did it the traditional way. Like he had like a hundred, over a hundred Starbucks at one time, sold out of that steak, right? Sold out of his steak in the Lakers, uh, and now he's a part of the Dodgers group, ownership group, to Bill. I mean, he's killed it. Go to yeah. the movie theaters. Yeah. Um, you know, should I go to the... Yeah, yeah, go, keep going. I mean, so since you start with LeBron... No, I shouldn't do that. I got to build it up, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get, we before we start with MJ, we got we to gotta build up to the, you know, the greatest. All right, man. Let me go Brown for a little bit. All right. I actually had the weird Nas in this section because two Brown dudes run it. <laughs> I don't know why. Just cause, <laughs> um, Priyanka Chopra, Bumble. Oh, she yeah. was, it's a dating app. She's involved with that. She's a huge. Public? Huh? Bumble's going public, isn't it? Right now. That's why I came up. I'm like, oh, okay. That's why. Literally, just like I heard about this week. And the then she's that? behind Holburton, uh, a coding education startup. So they're probably going to kill it right now. Uh, a, a new way to learn tech and software development outside of the traditional ways. So, I put Andre Iguodala in the brown section. I think yeah. I just meant I'm supposed to bring these cats up. Okay, that's what it is. <laughs> so he's killed it in Zoom, All Birds, Casper, Jumia. It's a it's a German-based company with an online marketplace in Africa. It's like the Amazon of Africa, but they're based in Germany. So he's doing some cool cool things. Um, he's dope, right? All right. And he's still playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Uh, he's one of two guys still healthy on that team. <laughs> I'm going to bring up a guy. He's kind of like, you know, our Brown version of Tyler Perry. So his, his, his films have netted, I think 2 billion at the box office. This guy named Ashok Amitraj. His brother was a famous Wimbledon tennis player. Uh, he got far. He beat out, he beat, you know, Jimmy Connor. He was back in those days. Right. And beyond Borg, Anthony and I could relate. Clyde's like, man, I don't, I don't mess with anything. It's not G League or up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, you know, and bigs. And the cool thing is, so he's doing some great things. So The Rock, Robert De Niro, Steve Martin, Jennifer Anderson, Queen Latifah. He's done films with all these cats, and now he's working on two amazing films that are going to be very distinctive culturally. Tennis, great. Arthur Ashe. They're working on a civil, you know, civil rights activist. They're working on a documentary about him with Warner Music Group. And Netflix animated film Pashmina is about a first-generation Indian-American and her magical Pashmina, which is like a scarf type of thing, celebrates feminism. So I like how he's going down that route now. He had done, like, the Steve Martin film, like, The House. There's something with Queen Latifah and, and um, Steve Martin at one time. He was behind that film. So they're, they're killing it, man. They're doing some things. Should I go to the big guy yet or not? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, man. Let's go. My MJ, got, man. My God. Look at this, George. Look at this jersey, man. Sexy, right? Black and red, baby. Mm. I mean, I know it's a, it, those colors are kind of dated now. If I saw this furniture, I'm like, uh, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Look like the 80s. But no, nah, he's cool because he's doing sports, right? And he's doing, he's made his kill it with outside of tech. And tech is the easy way to get there. I know I say easy, but if you place your bets correct, because we have crazy valuations yeah. in tech. But yeah. building sports brands like the Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> you know, he has a 90% ownership in that. And I know I disagree with some cats on the, I'm not going to name any names, Clyde, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, about, it's not always about winning the chips. As your boy knows, I'm kidding. It's, it's not always about winning. I'll, I'll edit that out because that, that was cheap. I'll edit that out. <laughs> you know, it's not about winning the chips. It's sometimes about growing the valuation and the cause, right? And he's flipped that into 175 million into five, six X that's worth over a billion now, right? The, the franchise. 
the Nike deal was worth 500K a year at first. Now it brings them over 100 million a year, right? Shoot. And NASCAR, NASCAR, right? And it's kind of cool that your boy LeBron's be wearing Michael Jordan on the, on the NBA jerseys next, next season, which starts <laughs> like in two weeks, right? In December. <laughs> yeah. His logo is going to be on there, the one with him dunking. So NASCAR, which is, I'm going to, I might have to hand this off to AG, but, you know, majority black owned team with the only black driver, I guess, Bubba Wallace. I don't know. I've yeah. seen him, but I don't know if there's yes. two, but I guess it's only him, only, right? Only. Okay. Only. And they're only. building a whole team. And so this, the reason this is beautiful, right? It's not a diverse sport, as we all know. Not even close. <laughs> Never been culturally relevant outside not of certain pockets, right? So sponsorships, I think, are going to come flying in. I think this is a brilliant move. He probably had tremendous leverage in negotiating this deal. Because, look, it's the perfect timing because corporations have a DNI mandate, diversity and inclusion mandate right yeah. now. And it's easy to align with a dude like Team Jordan. He's never really ruffled feathers outside of like the female space back in, you know, back in the day. We all know about that. We're living there. We used to hear the rumors. He's never really ruffled feathers like that because Republicans buy shoes too. Okay. <laughs> and he's never missed. So, I mean, you know what I'm always, always listen to the new Kenny Lattimore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for you, baby, that song. Anyway, so that, that's what's cool. Like right? LeBron's going to have something similar too. So, I love it. I think this is a brilliant move for NASCAR. And you know, like how Tiger Woods brought golf into the spectrum for a lot of younger, different looking folks than what was typically watching back in the nineties. I think it was probably right. Late nineties. Yeah. Two thousand. Um, and then, cause I remember it was right around our, our run. And then, um, and then, and look, this might do that for that. Cause I never, I've been to a NASCAR thing once with a friend who's. That happened. Fit the profile. I was you know, a good friend of mine. Uh, and then at the time, but like then I didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Um, we, actually, it was a Cub Scouts outing. That's what it was, a Cub Scouts outing. <laughs> I'll admit it. I was a Cub Scouts. <laughs> just, just throw us off track for a second. Yeah. Do you really think Jordan invest, having a NASCAR team is going to bring people of color to watch NASCAR? I think, no, if you get the, I think it's going to be a year, a year or two flip. I think initially launch party around Michael Jordan. Everyone wants to be around him, right? And they're going to want to watch. And then if you can parlay that into like a little bit of success, hey man, he did. Tiger Woods made it golf interesting. True, at, I will right? say that. But you know, so I the think, slowest I think, ass sport in the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I think but the only way you get people interested in NASCAR, people of color, I'll say like let's say that, or black people, right? Is if Bubba Wallace wins and dominates. Outside of that, that's one reason why people like Tiger Woods. You just saw domination. Yeah, he of did. Yeah. Sport. I agree. He didn't. Like, there's black people who play golf. They just never, it, it was never dominating in that sense. I don't, I, I, I just feel like the problem is, especially in today's climate, I don't know about NASCAR. Um, and it's, to me, you know, and I like, I like a lot more sports than all the YouTube. Um, I, I, I step out. I don't think that's sport. He's like, I'm a kayaking champion back in high school. <laughs> I love kayaking though. Um, okay. Yeah. That's, that's I don't know. I watch Formula One. Why? About, no, I have a lot of friends that watch Formula One. I get it. A, I haven't gotten into it yet. I just haven't done it yet. There's no chance, but um, I will. I'll check it out. I'll text, you, I'll text you first thing Sunday morning the German Grand Prix. Next, not this weekend. Next weekend. Okay. All right. J Lo, Steve Young. Let's give you a Steve Young guy. I want to. I want to do this. Steve Young. He's your guy. I love this guy. I used to love watching play because I remember he used to take the Packers out back in the day in the '90s all the time um, of the playoffs. Twice. Uh, he launched a private equity group, HGGC, back in 2000. And their capital commitments now, just give me a ballpark. What do you think they are? How much they have assets under management? Probably like $2 billion. $2 billion? Good number. Take it up a notch. Uh-oh. Five? Uh-oh. Four? No, a little less. So $4.3 billion. That's huge. 
Sportsline, and they only have like five or six investments. That's a lot. I mean, they're really involved with these companies. So kudos to him. He's always been like known as this brilliant quarterback. I think he came out of Yale or Harvard or something like that, right? Back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. B-I-U. Okay. Steve Young? Oh, Steve Young, yeah, BYU, yeah. He was B- oh, he was? For yeah. some reason, I, went to, I thought he went to Yale Law School or something like that. No. So, okay. I don't yeah. know. Cool. I, I think I, he did. What the hell? Okay, cool. Um, good, I'm out, man. Out everybody, you gonna put up Shaq next? Oh, Shaq, <laughs> Shaq is one of the, yeah, look, we can, we can be doing this all day, but ladies yeah. and gentlemen, yeah, Shaq is, okay. yeah, Shaq is, yeah, Shaq is crazy. He has a crazy investment portfolio. I think he was one of the early investors in Google. Uh, yeah, he had a bunch of shares, so he's good. Uh, John's, he's like, all right, y'all want me on the board? I'm gonna be in your commercials. <laughs> I don't think he be in commercials. He's gonna have a whole bunch of franchises he owns. Yep, cardboard. Pizza. All right, let's go. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, this is uh, this has been our topics for today. Uh, before we close out, we want to talk about uh, our whiskey of the day, which was uh, Bush Mills Black Bush Irish whiskey. Um, you know, it was something that we sipped on for the first time. For me, I, I would have to say I I um, I thought it was you know it was in the in the in the lines of like a you know mixing whiskey uh, similar to like a Jameson you know Jack Daniels type whiskey. So you know if you're just looking to add some ice and some uh, and some and some additional flavor to your drink, I think it'll be a good choice. But um, I, I didn't love it as a, a nice a nice sipping whiz, whiskey, but. A little motor oilish. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go higher end. We just chose not to the last couple of times, but like higher end and Irish whiskey. Cause I'm sure there's some great ones. This one's good. It's not great. I wouldn't, I don't know if I do it again unless they sponsor. What's up? <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, I sell my soul. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. It's cool, but it had like a nutty flavor to it. It had a punch. Ah, huh? uh, whatever. Yeah, it's a mixing. It's a mixing whiskey for me. Yeah. And I don't mix cause that's unhealthy. I'll just drink the whiskey straight. <laughs> I want all that extra. You're watching your calories now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mid, we're drinking midday on Friday. It's okay. It's <laughs> Feels good though, man. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. yeah. Shit you know, man. What's the shit you know? What you got? Uh, go for it, Anthony. You got it. What's up? Uh, all right. Observe Inc. So it's a platform, uh, not platform. It's a, it's another tech company that's under the Spring Hill Ventures. And they created this company. They invested in, Spring Hill invested in Snowflake and they, they in turn created these separate companies that weren't owned technically like managed by Spring Hill, but they created, but uh, observing does a, uh, it monitors errors on distributed apps. So you know how all these companies push out a uh, new apps all the time and then they hit the market and some glitch. What this platform does is monitor those glitches and gets, you know, before you can get ahead of it before some massive issue happens. So it's a, you know, a up and coming startup. Uh, I think all its revenue, all its, uh, Capitals comes from Spring Hill Venture. They don't want anybody else investing in it yet. Wow. Um, so that, Spring Hill Venture, is that the one related to LeBron and them, or this is something different? Sutter Hill. Say it again. Sutter Hill? Sutter Hill. Sutter Hill. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was like, oh, damn, project. LeBron's in this too? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, and, and the other the other one, uh, True Optic. It was a uh, ad tech platform. They just got purchased, announced a purchase by Trans, uh, TransUnion. Okay. So TransUnion is on this ad tech buying spree. Nice. They're trying to create a whole portfolio, be able to monitor and create accurate profiles, but true optics, accurate profile, you know, what they're, what they do from an ad tech side, they're able to match you with your connected devices. 
So, you know, whether you got a Samsung TV, Apple TV, et cetera, and whatever your logins with Netflix, Amazon Prime, Amazon TV, whatever it is, they can create this whole profile that's offshoot. And I guess TransUnion is going to probably be connected to their credit history platform. Nice. Create, everybody's trying to create this uh, uh, more accurate profile of every individual. Hmm. Okay. All right. Big ads. Nice. You want up, Clyde, or you want me to go? What you want? I'll go. Um, I'll talk about uh, Allbirds. Uh, yeah. So this is the uh, upstart lifestyle shoe that uh, launched. It was all the craze in Silicon Valley. They're starting to catch some buzz. We're starting to see commercials. They're you know, sustainable shoes. They're created from natural uh, materials. And they just raised a $100 million round uh, most recently for, for, their, uh, for their business. They're seeing great growth and growth. And um, that's just one of the ones I wanted to talk about was Allbirds. Check it out. Those shoes are, um, they're hot. I mean, they're really, really hot. They launched in 2016. And as I mentioned, everyone in Silicon Valley loves them. They have a probably roughly around a $1.6 billion valuation, um, Series E funding. And um, yeah, just something to watch out for. Allbirds, which is a, is a lifestyle shoe. I bought a pair um, a couple months ago. Okay. Like I said, they look Adidas. And I said, eh, I'll just buy Adidas. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. They got the partnership with Adidas too, right? Don't you? Yep. Wasn't there something about that we talked about a couple weeks yep. ago? Yep. Yeah, nice. All right, man. I'm going to jump on. I'm just going to launch something we're all involved with, like the Namic Solid 360 Ventures Startup Showcase that we have coming up. It's going to be nice. October 8th, Thursday. We have some dope companies from music, sports, media. You like gambling and, you know, we got we got something for you there. You like media play. You like, we got ed tech. We got streaming events. And this guy's already worked with the baby. A lot of Clyde's favorites. And he's got some, he's, he's already got done that concert with this guy live through streaming in COVID. He's like, I got to pivot my model. Boom. He figured it out. So October 8th, figure it out. Namic.com. Come and be a part of it. And I've, we've lined up some dope one-on-one advisory as a prize packages. There's a, a bunch of stuff in the prize, but we got any adventures. We got the head of Warner Media, uh, who's a judge with me. I'm going to be a judge in this thing and, um, someone from Comcast Ventures. So, and, the prize package is going to be dope. They get one-on-one advisory with legal, like executives and venture veterans. Um, it's going to be dope. I, I can see. I'm, I'm thinking already personally investing in two, three of these companies right now. Nice. And then yeah. before we can find it, what, is there a URL? So just go to conference.nam, as in maryic.com, namic.com, and you can register. You can see October 8th, Thursday, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern time, baby. Bring it on. It's going to be fun. Nice. It's going to be fun. I'll get you. I'll hook you with some links. I have to edit that out. Hold up. I'll, I'll be one thing. I try to get Nas to be a judge. Nope. He's like, what's naming? Four years in a row. What's naming, man? I told you three years ago, man. I have to go through my friends. I don't know. So, <laughs> like, damn. so I want to get this thing big enough. So like Nas is like, I, got, I need to be a part of that. Right. Like the Forbes right. things or something like that. Anyway, time to tap out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great episode of the Whiskey Hue. Check us out on all platforms, whiskeyhue.com. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.